Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld. Thank you for tuning in. As we continue in our series titled, The Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for His Generational Blessing. We left off yesterday talking about the fifth essential, being church worship. And we were talking about the elements that are included with our church worship, meaning it's in the temple or at the church, it's on the Sabbath or on Sunday, it's in the beauty of holiness. We're going to talk about prayer, worship, the Word, the Spirit, and then we're going to talk about giving how it has to do with our service and the tithe and our offerings. It also has to do with celebrations such as the communion supper, water baptism, and the covenant of marriage. We left off yesterday talking about in the beauty of his holiness. Psalm 96, 7 through 9 says, Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. And then it says, Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. This is us meeting together. It's the church, the ecclesia, the gathering of his family. And it's in the beauty. This word beauty means honor, splendor, majesty, glory, array, attire, holy adornment of public worship. And the word holiness means sacredness, consecrated, dedicated, and set apart. It's a beautiful thing in the sight of God as we gather together and worship him as his body. E.G. Robinson is quoted in a book called Systematic Theology by Augustus Hopkins Strongs as saying, Holiness in man is the image of God's. I'm going to say that again. Holiness in man is the image of God's. It's God in us. It's the beauty of his holiness within us. It's the sacrifice of worship through living humans instead of sacrificing animals and crafting beautiful objects and decorations and wearing fancy adornments. It's the beauty of church worship and the bringing of our gifts to him. It's the beauty of holiness as opposed to the ugliness of sin. It's the beauty of walking in the spirit instead of walking in the flesh. It's the beauty of being the sons and daughters of God. It's his divine nature in man. And if we do not assemble... How can Jesus ever build his church? In Matthew 16, 18 through 19, Jesus said, And also I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Yes, that's the church of Jesus Christ. What's the rock? It's the rock that Jesus is the only name under heaven whereby man may be saved. 
He is the cornerstone. You see, the beauty of holiness is to live by faith, walk in the Spirit, and love like family. I'm going to say that again. The beauty of holiness is to live by faith, walk in the Spirit, and to love like family. Again, we're integrated together. The word integrated means to make into a whole by bringing all the parts together and to unify. I love that, to make whole by bringing all parts together. Obviously, it's to be family, not just a dry religion. Again, the five essentials for the family Bible revolution are family worship, being the focus of God's word being presented and discussed in the household on a regular basis, authority, which establishes the responsibility and brings respect and honor, and appointed anointed, speaking of the calling and the gifting and the God-given ability to fulfill that call for family worship, and the word generational speaks of the strength and the energy of the young and the wisdom of the fortitude of the old together. And then finally, corporate worship speaks of the importance of the Sabbath and our gathering unto him in the beauty of holiness. Essential number five is the corporate worship. It speaks of the importance of the Sabbath and our gathering unto him in, again, that beauty of holiness. It's in the temple. It's in the church. It's on the Sabbath. It's on Sunday. And I know we're supposed to call every day a Sabbath, but it's a special day of our gathering unto him together, the body of Christ. It's in the beauty of holiness. First Chronicles sixteen twenty-eight through 29 says exactly the same thing as Psalm 96, 7 through 9. It says, give to the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength. As we can see in verse 28, it's a family event. And then verse 29, give to the Lord the glory to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. How beautiful does God think this is? What does he see when we gather together and worship and praise his name and bring forth the word through the gifts that he's placed in the church, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers? Oh, how beautiful it is to him. He calls it the beauty of holiness. It's the gathering of his saints together. Ecclesia, it's called the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. What else takes place in our church meeting? Well, prayer, worship, the Word, the Spirit, the move of the Spirit. Don't you just love that? And then there's giving in our service, in our tithes, and in our offerings. What a great time we have when we all gather unto him on the Sabbath in church worship. Matthew five fourteen through 16 in the Message Version says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And verse 16, now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. We know that stands for the family house, but it also stands for the house of the Lord. And when Peter quoted Genesis twenty-eight fourteen in Acts three twenty-five, he said, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that word again, the Greek word patria, it means ancestry. Lineage, family, and it's akin to pater or a father. 
Remember my word from the mountain where he told me the master's house needs to change or shift our paradigm from a corporation, an organization, a business, to a family, a father, mother, brother, sister, grandparents, and grandchildren. You see, the root word for family is patria or patriarch, which is fatherhood from the root. Father, patria, patriarch, it's the seed, the word, the blessing, and the covenant passed down by the patriarchs of the home. It's a father, not a CEO. It's a mother, not a vice president. It's a brother and sister, not co-workers. It's grandparents, not a board of executors. And for our church, he told me it needs to be vision and mission, not brand and promo and logo. It needs to be souls and lives, not market and demographics. It's simply just come and be with family. He told me it needed to be less structural and more organic. How do we move from a business culture to a family culture? Well, the Lord told me it's not by the natural seed, but by the spiritual seed of Christ. It can only be done in Christ. It's a culture of blessing. It's authority through relationship and not position. We are building the family of God through worship, relationship, and service. And that is the motto of our church. Again, when we talk about mentoring and modeling, it must be in real life. Remember, mentor means advisor, guide, master, instructor, teacher. And model means representative. And when we put them together, we get an advisor, a guide, a teacher, who's also a representative of the truths being taught. A good biblical word for this is ambassador. An ambassador is one who is an authorized representative of their country and government. Again, in 2 Corinthians 5.20, in the Amplified Version, in the Amplified Version, it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal, as it were, through us, we, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. If fathers, mothers, and masters of the household are true ambassadors for the kingdom of God, there would be great evangelism and discipleship within our homes. James five ten through 11 in the message version says, Take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything, went through everything, and never once quit all the time honoring God. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. You've heard, of course, of Job's staying power, and you know how God brought it all together for him at the end. That's because God cares, cares right down to the last detail. In our society, we have systems of mentoring. We have our educational or teaching system which our children are involved with about 35 hours per week. Then we have our sports and playing systems, which our children are involved in about 10 hours per week. Then we have our home and living system, and I'm just guessing maybe there's about 10 hours per week of family time. And then we have our church and teaching. Now listen to this. It's only about one and a half to four hours per week. We simply cannot delegate mentoring and modeling. It is the calling for all fathers and mothers. Darlene Check wrote in a book called The Art of Mentoring. She says, as funny as it sounds, it becomes increasingly more apparent that many of the people we are leading, many who are without strong role models in the natural sense, are looking for more than instruction in how to lead a meeting or how to preach. Rather, they are often even more curious about how to live life. Katie Ofenlock, the worship leader in our church, sort of summed up what Darlene was saying about the open-door policy. She said, In a nutshell, the open-door philosophy means including people, 
chatting with them while simply doing life. She, speaking of Darlene, talks about purposefully grabbing a person, including them in running errands, having a fun day out, cooking dinner, and more. It's making a point to get a person, younger or older, and getting them involved in the real world with you. She said one of the great ways to connect with people is in learning to linger and refusing to be in such a hurry. Wow. A mentor and a model, she said, is the same at home, at school, and the church. In a website, verticallivingministries.com, Ron Lee Davis said, Mentoring is a process of opening our lives to others, of sharing our lives with others, a process of living for the next generation. And then there's an old Chinese proverb, if you're planting for a year, plant grain. If you're planting for a decade, plant trees. If you're planting for a century, plant people. And I like what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Our time is up, so tune in tomorrow as we continue in establishing the Family Bible Revolution and end time message for his generational blessing. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.